What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode 311. This is the first of what will be very, very many episodes chronicling um, my relationship with time during an engagement as part of the 1990s. Um, episode one of the 90s podcast, I guess. I'm sure if people are familiar with how I do things on the network, I release an episode on this feed, and then if it fits um, and sort of circles around a main subject, then it'll go on a couple of different dedicated feeds. So for this one... um, it's weird. I'm just gonna right ahead of time. I, I probably will flag that it'll probably get a bit emotional because um, I find myself being a bit of a nostalgist. I guess uh, I love the now, but uh, I also miss the then very much. So, um, and uh, what in particular prompted this one recording? I was just in the middle of. I'm about four hours into this, uh, waiting for an Elden Ring podcast to edit, uh, rather to publish or render rather and just hanging out on instagram i had a blade runner panel um running in the background and i saw uh, a post from james gurney who wrote uh, dinotopia and who knows this may end up being episode one of the dinotopia episodes um or clipped out or something but Wow, it's crazy, even this early on, talking about that time is just, yeah, giving me a bit of pause in a good way, I guess, because uh, it means I, you know, I have very fun memories, and those usually produce pretty strong reactions, it's I don't have any, um, um, you know, sometimes there's that repression thing that people do, um, and for me, I don't, I... I so fully and, and dearly love the 90s. Um, and as we go along with this series, um, what we're going to do is, with each of these decades-focused uh, podcasts, um, I'll begin, the first 10 episodes will just be covering off um, the 10 years, so 1991, one of those years, and then from then on, then that's like the christening of the podcast, of these years-based ones. And from then on, I will um, dive into as many different angles and areas as I want, um, as comes naturally, and certainly, which will give the show its longevity beyond just me, is uh, going to be bringing in stories. There are... um, even though temporally, I suppose, there is a limit to the n- stories that took place during the 90s, there's certainly not a limit on the amount of dreams had, um, riffs that can be riffed off of coming off the 90s, and frankly, across the spectrum of what I'll be, you know, continuing with with the rest of the shows, the rest of the sub-feeds, um, I certainly will never see a limit to them in my life. There's no... There's just no limit. It's inconceivable. Um, and the reason why I kind of, you can probably hear it in my voice, like kind of giving myself those sort of self-solace sentiments of like, yeah, it happened. Those were beautiful. It's a beautiful decade. 
uh, and time is also eternal, as well as this closed thing. It's also this eternal thing at the same time, and um, and it, it brings me a lot of solace that I I can talk about this place fondly, having lived through the entire thing myself. You know, it's the first decade of my life, fully experienced that decade. Wow! Oh man! God damn. Um, yeah, well, I guess this is going to be sad, cast. <laughs> no, I, I think it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So I think, you know, it's also important that it doesn't become the TMI cast because, you know, uh, this is also to kind of absorb everyone else's stories as well out there. And uh, TMI stuff is definitionally, it's the stuff you keep to yourself, you know, but. I'll speak in general terms, so, um, yeah, born in 88, that's me, November 1st, and whisked away pretty quickly from, from Australia to Italy, where I lived for a couple of years, and then I came back to Australia, and then I whipped back to Italy, and then back to Australia again, so there was a bit of whipping going on, so, yeah, and so then I got this very, I guess you could say unique experience of the 90s in two countries at once essentially you know Italy and Australia um and uh they are they were very different um but they certainly had a lot of things in common and the things that they had in common were Pokemon (laughs) and and um Dragon Ball definitely um those were solace bringing things and I I actually had a moment earlier today where I was thinking about solace bringing and and what that means and and why I talk about it and and I guess I'll bring it open it's basically the ability to anchor yourself to ground yourself whenever you feel adrift or unsupported or uncertain and um, this is not a mark against anyone in my life, you know, my fiance Ray, my friend Tara, um, my friends here in Australia. But, um, you know, I saw a post recently on Instagram about, you know, it's a couple. It's like, a, like it's a cartoon. It's very, very beautiful cartoon. And uh, it's a couple and they're watching TV and the guy says, oh, and the, the, there's a, like, um, a character on the TV says, oh, you're my world. And uh, the person on the couch, the guy, says, hey, is that what I am to you? And she says, "Uh, actually, no. Um, You know, you are so important to me, but I have about eight worlds. And she takes him out into outer space, and she points at each of these planets, and under each of these planets is a little label like ambitions and time to myself to be able to look at, uh, you know, Instagram teenagers or TikTok teenagers put on makeup or something. Like, just that pure you time, you know? That time for me is is YouTube, I guess. You know, I just uh, throw myself into the, you know, the Eterniverse, uh, Lilu style from The Fifth Element, um, which will feature in this podcast definitely because I, I remember watching it in 1998 in the exercise room. <laughs> In Montefiore, which is a village I lived in uh, when I was in Italy. Um, yeah, 
I, I think it's also, uh, yeah, so solace bringing, right, right. Um, uh, you know, there's also, I don't want to be heavy, but it, it is true that, like, we le- we will, um, we're born and then we're, we die, like, al- alone in our own bodies. Like, we can have people in our lives, and that's beautiful. And Ray and I, you know, eternamente, I say, you know, which means eternally in Italian. Um, but um, in those moments where you've, I don't know, for whatever reason, it can be irrational, whatever, but I... Yeah, I, 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 I think about what's objective, like directly around me, um, and there's entertainment which is there. I, again, this, this is not again a mark on anyone, but def, definitionally, whatever happens in, in the world, people coming and going, like we have some constants, and one of the constants is storytelling, one of the constants is art, and one of the constants is media, which are my three pillars of of being, as I've mentioned before. And uh, without going into TMI, I am waiting on finding out the outcome of a certain something, I'll just say. And, uh, man, I can get really adrift, I, I guess, and feeling unsupported. And, and this podcast right now that I'm recording is actually part of a bit of a self-care thing of, um, you know, James Gurney, this amazing man, um, painting storytelling and I just what basically that post and it's so weird I'm getting like weirdly hyper emotional about it but um man like I just I could have dove into that post round wound back time and then asked him all these questions at his like Dinotopia writing desk and I have such vivid flashes of like the Dinotopia book and as a kid it would always be like close by to this like other kind of book we had which is the magic eye books in the 90s uh man the 90s were quieter they were a quieter time and uh and this is uh a bit of a unique thing i'm able to relate is that um sometimes with there's this uh notion of bias of oh you know the good times were always like in the past and and uh, the same thing it's the oh the 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 old person syndrome bias of like everyone you know will eventually have that chapter of feeling like oh that they're out of touch and that they're the crotchety old man or whatever like that that's fated to happen and that we're always fated to say the past was better or whatever but i actually think my generation is is poised to be a teensy bit um, you know, positioned to make maybe a commentary that doesn't fit that quietly, quite, quite accurately, because um, the internet. That's it. It's so funny. As soon as I said that word, some like electrical thing in the background like stopped working. It's so funny. Um, signs from the cosmos, but uh, the internet, guys. So many, so many moments when I could just really do with it not being around anymore. And it's so funny as someone who, you know, runs this stuff with the podcast and all that. I think that's part of an exercise of trying to like master my fears of it and, you know, bring it close so that it doesn't scare me or something or something like that. Some 
kind of you know psychological health mechanism you can apply to that where that's how that's the place it comes from but uh, you know quietly here and you're all in this space with me i got my tv on mute with the blade runner panel going i got the renderer firing up night lights are off you know you're here with me in, in canberra now and i'll just tell you right now here unfiltered i could easily do with the internet fucking vanishing because one thing that I remember from the 90s very clearly and that I'll never forget is the air. The air felt different in the 90s. It felt um, freer. It felt like there was less going on. Overall, it was people thought more and considered more. Um, yeah. If you wanted to read about yoga, you'd had to go and borrow a book on yoga. Like, if you wanted to read about history, you had to either go borrow or buy a book about history. Um, you know, and there was uh, such a such an emphasis on delayed gratification as part of culture. Uh, and I think there's a bit of, you know making sure not to have the hypocrisy angle is uh i've i've caught myself with um feeling that lack of patience like again I'll, i won't tell you what it is but i'm waiting on knowing something waiting on finding out about something um and i hate how impatient i feel uh in the 90s it would just be an inbuilt thing that it's like oh yeah um no it's like we'll, we'll have to wait to find that out until tomorrow when we can go there to the, to this location instead of there being that constant availability of the internet, right? And then even with whatever technology was available, it was fucking slow, man. That shit was slow. And so then it made you savor it even more. In fact, using internet often was slower <laughs> than simply calling someone up or going and telling them in person, you know, as unthinkable as that may seem to some young munchkins. And I think by now in the recording, whoever is listening, which isn't many, which is, I don't, I don't mind, uh, that they probably may, may, I don't want to make judgments, blanket judgments, but it's likely that for a certain segment of people, they would have jumped away and seen men like, yeah, boomer, boomer go cry cry. It's like, okay, that's fine. You know, I understand. You know, and I, maybe if I was, you know, a similar age and I started hearing, you know, some guy talk about how great the 60s were or how good the 80s were, then I maybe, maybe I'd tune out as well. Who knows? But, um, oh man. <laughs> um, I think one thing about the internet is that it uh, overloads people and it can you can get away it can get away from you life can get away from you um your life can feel less yours uh, because you have the the maintenance of the dual self which we didn't have uh in the 90s we we um we certainly had other selves. We had to, you know, the family self, the friend self, but, uh, you know, 
and then the argument can be made it's like well it's not like that that's changed now but it's just a tool we still have the friend self to maintain but it's just involving the internet the internet isn't this thing to blame it's simply like almost like the arrival of you know once or once rabbits arrived in australia like that's it we have rabbits once nukes were made that's it we have nukes as, as john tron once said And yet, what I like about podcasts is that they can feel like a little pocket you can just escape to. And I have a, um, a subreddit that I moderate, which is the Aquatine subreddit. And I, I was so <laughs> I was so happy that I saw this reaction I had posted. It's up there now if you go. You just do keyword search, uh, TikTok, Aquatine subreddit, or Aquajail, and then maybe keyword Albert, you'll find it. And I basically say, um, and I'm going to put all this, I read, I fucking will put this stuff in the description. I really will. It's important. Like for the amazing artists before who I mentioned with the beautiful comic panel and, and some links so that it can make, make it easy for you guys, you know, to check some of this stuff out that I'm discussing. So this post, uh, I just say, Dancing is forbidden, and it always has been. And that's a line, by the way, <laughs> from Aquatine. It's like a, it's like one of the marquee taglines or log lines or whatever of the series. Dancing is forbidden, you know. And this is what Master Shake says, you know. And uh, and I I said I have one simple reason why I don't do the tiktok thing and it's because dancing is forbidden and i made it a bit of a funny thing out of it and i said that guess what and it was i actually had a moment i said ah uh, oh, and i said that all in the headline you think i was gonna fucking do the clickbait thing you know fuck that uh it always be and i said basically like this subreddit is permanently in 2001 which 2000 2001 2002 are honorary 90s years to me because they they felt like that you know <laughs> you know as soon as you get into the 2003 and 2004 then okay then you really were like oh yeah actually this is a a different world internet wise technology wise it's so funny um thinking about the arrival of the iphone and <laughs> equating it to like the the nuclear bomb uh, you know, this technology, which there was that sense of not having stopped to think whether we should, you know. And uh, one thing interestingly about nukes is that uh, there's no you know, nuclear power. Like, sure, it's not advertised too much because of just all the super negative perceptions. I wouldn't be surprised if like the the nature of like a power plant being nuclear, nu oh, nuclear, nuclear, sorry, sorry, is like so buried in like small print or whatever, as small as they can because of the, you know, the negative aspects. Um, and that's just me, you know, these pauses, these silences, that's just me kind of you know, taking in the enormity of it, taking in the enormity of the change, folks, like, again, 20 years ago, right? Very different.
2001. That's that was 20 years ago. So yeah, PlayStation, you know, the gray box, uh, you know, terrible fashion. <laughs> I will say fashion has improved. Uh, there was a bit of a frumpy thing going in the 90s, you know. Then, obviously, no 90s podcast would be complete without some of the things that I don't miss about that time. You know, inequality, uh, safety regulations that hadn't, you know, been updated, which they've been now since accidents happened in the 90s, and medical advances that are now available compared to the 90s. The way that women are treated, the way that people of color are treated, you know, availability of resources that the internet has afforded us. So, I guess, with that said, we're going to dive a little bit more into... Because you know why I started like tearing up? is this, It's that thing which I'm entering a very safe space with you guys now. It's the childlike space of safety. And and what was happening there is like that's what you, that's what I'll do at the end of the show. I don't I don't quite want to leave yet. And like when a kid doesn't want to leave, they kind of start tearing up a bit at the notion of leaving. And it's okay. I won't. It's not gonna be. Hopefully, won't be some big subfest. This one, lying down, go to like dark turquoisey kind of like bed cover stuff, and just again to bring you into that vibe, that palette. If you're like an audio, I mean, this one is just gonna be audio anyway, even on YouTube. Um. I'm going to enjoy putting the <laughs> the album art for, together for this one. Might end up just being pretty simple, though. But, um, yeah, you know, we'll weave in and out. It's not just going to be, yeah, <laughs> boomer, go, boomer go cry cry or whatever I said earlier. But uh, I do want to dive into a bit of a vignette for you, a couple of vignettes, actually. You know. Something. That I want to beam back in time. In some way, maybe this is possible with the, the beckoning of the multiverse or something. Is uh is is to. I don't know. Have have you know nineties version of me or nineties version of someone just come across like a little pod say, and this is what the pod will say. A little audio log. It's like. I'm sending this from the year twenty twenty one. Um people are mostly using technology now they carry around these little black rectangles right you know about pages we see that in Frasier and stuff but I'm talking a an alien object this you know little mini Stanley Kubrick monoliths really and people constantly looking at them not going anywhere without them that would be enough to frighten I think someone from the 90s just to tell them that because I'm sure that their defenses of disbelief will have um, melted away once this hypothetical you know pod as I'm describing it like appears in front of them And starts telling them, yeah, so that's one. Number two is um, 
decorum standards, language standards, have all plummeted. Uh, someone in the 90s uh, walking through a time portal and hanging out in 2021 would ha have a complete fucking freak out. Um, we certainly do not speak now as we once spoke back then. Uh, you know, I, I, one thing, one reason I really like um, Ethan Klein is because, as I've mentioned, he's like, it's like he's found a way of monetizing his own existentialism. Like he, he can just be who he is for a living, which I love. And which, you know, one of the things I talk about, these things, these solace bringing things that keep you centered and zen and hanging around. And I'll open up about this. Um, uh, there was a thing recently about Robin Williams and I just, again, don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to hang out for the whole duration of the show. I ain't leaving in the middle of the show. Let's put it that way. But the Chester Benningtons and the Robin Williamses, you know, what was going on? Did they have an Akira Kurosawa moment of fuck all this and it's all changed, it's all different? I wonder if part of what sometimes leads people to even consider heaven forbid do anything like that is that notion of like I, I don't want to be here you know I, I I I don't like how things are now and uh, you know I, I firmly believe things can get better but if you have and that's obviously something to be mindful of if you have this idea that which is which is objectively locked off to us at least now you know Traveling in time is not possible yet. I don't think it will be, but we shall see. And then that could create a feeling of inescapability and the feeling that, yeah, since this era, life hasn't felt like life anymore. It hasn't felt real anymore. And frankly, because of how much digital stuff, the digital economies is another thing, folks. Digital marketplaces, people so readily it was so crazy to seeing everyone just drop everything drop our traditions drop everything from like the wholesomeness of like you know you got mail or whatever even though that's probably i think early 2000s late 90s which we're talking we're talking slow internet but then we're talking like book you know like there's a beautiful commentary throughout that about you know the, the little guy getting pushed out by the big guy. Yeah, and I, I, by the way, I've just, again, further Mind's Eye Cinema, it's the iPhone with the little portable mic thing plugged in, and I'm just, um, the whole thing is perched on the cushion that I'm lying down on. Yeah, eyes closed. On my bed. Also, I'm going to send a little message out to the cosmos to my fellow 90s brother, Nakey Jakey, buddy, I love you. I hope you're doing well. Uh, we haven't heard from you for a long time. And he, the reason I thought of him is he recorded a similar podcast in his bed about Darth's Dark Souls. He, he just couldn't bring himself to do the whole rigmarole. One of these days, people, I'm going to be recording one of these and fall asleep. That'll be hilarious. And by hilarious, I mean I'll, I'll chuckle about it briefly. And then move on. 
I think some of this is gonna not like clips or anything, but some of what I'm riffing about will go into this talk I'm giving on the third of October in Melbourne. I guess we can do a, a little thing about uh, <laughs> the 90s in Australia, man. I mean, if you ever want to just make me smile out of nowhere, just say that sentence. I mean, apart from Ray's name, if you say Ray Mario, I'll immediately smile. It's my love of my life right there. Shout out to her for her podcast. And uh, uh, incoming is a very special guest. I won't reveal quite yet, but she's a very special guest and a kindred human being to her and I both gonna appear on her show soon so very very happy on her behalf but yeah the 90s in Australia well Ovaltine come on let's not fuck around <laughs> Fruit Loops okay shopping malls <laughs> uh, I guess we can really zoom in even further you know Canberra in the 90s you know the Plaza Square before it was known as the Westfield Road and Plaza. Just yeah, now they just say Westfield Road and no, no mention here and there of, of Plaza whatsoever. Um, there's a bit of a difference between talking about an era and like who you were in that era. But I, I will mention that like I fucking do miss like being able to eat whatever <laughs> and then not have it impact my health too much. But you know, f- uh, that's actually. I'm happy with the, how that's evolved. The, the food relationship. Relationship with food, you know. Um, man, play school. Come on, let's not fuck around. Play school, children's program for those not local. Um, Raggy Dolls, Babar, Johnson and Friends, Bananas and Pajamas, you know, Noddy the Elf, Okie Doke. <laughs> uh, animals from Farthing Wood, Never Ending Story, the animated series, Little Bear, the animated series, Franklin the Turtle, the animated series, Cheese TV, Rage, Video Hits. Yeah, fuck it, the 10 o'clock news. Win, win news, I miss that. I miss. I have to do it properly because I did the little delay with that's CNN. Oi, oi, let's not fuck around. Let's do it properly. Alright. Now you're ready to hear about fucking what was going on in the 90s in Australia. Fuck it. I was a kid. That's the thing. It's like I wasn't listening too much. <laughs> I had other shit to do. I had Pop Tarts to eat, man. I had Yowie chocolates to eat. You know, oh, Ray and I helped. We we riffed a bit about like food as surrogate for like self connection, and yeah, a little shout out to people out there as if you have a bit of a yeah like objectively dysfunctional thing with food. It's remember uh, that's uh, not the end. That's that needs to be a step on your journey. You can't park the car at like food is just what I do when I'm stressed. It's like no, there's a whole relationship with a an entire self. To, to develop there and it doesn't have to be anything too complex it just has to mean that when you're stressed like hold up hold up puppy like time to talk to you uh, and not to offload into some food or whatever so a little bit of a shout out to that process there and again in that spirit of candid and unfilteredness 
uh, yeah, another little thing tied into being a kid is we're talking having less responsibilities and, uh, certainly, um, my ambitions at the time of becoming a bird, I wanted to just be a bird as a kid. As a 90s kid, I just wanted to fly. That was it. It was the only, um, category. I was like, that's the one thing I I know I want to do. And, uh, Kalia, um, or rather Kayla, um, who will be joining us on the Star Wars podcast at some stage. Freebird Creates. She's fantastic. We're going to have a conversation about how she is a pilot uh, and also a Star Wars aficionado and an artist as well. So good old trifecta there with the Kayla sis. She's rad. Sister from another mister, for sure. But at the time, in the 90s, Don Bluth, baby. I just wanted to be Jeremy the Crow. I just wanted to... And I perched on the couch, you know, <laughs> on the couch arm. I was like a tiny kid and I, I had um, chopsticks tied to the ends of uh, a blanket, you know, and I would flap them around and I'd pretend I was a bird. And uh, that manifested at some point at, uh, you know, going towards the army with the aviation stuff and looking into, but ultimately, you know, just straight up not following my truth, I guess you could say, uh, regarding the army thing. As I joined army instead of air force when really I wanted to join the air force, but uh, I decided joining was more important than what I was doing. For reasons I've gone over, which was I felt bad for my parents who were living with a kid who wasn't eating well and uh, had ambitions of joining the circus and uh, when I juxtaposed that with my eldest sister Valentina joining the Navy um, you know and she you know getting obviously that family approval it's like oh my god our daughter's joining the Navy pride oh my god we're so proud of you you know Um, and um, just watching the Blade Runner 20 uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus poster looks fantastic um that's going to be nice. Beautiful animation. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's why I joined. I joined out of wanting to alleviate certainly myself in that situation. I wanted to get out of a house that didn't approve of me. Uh, the, the, the price I had to pay was um, not doing the thing that I wanted. And um, one thing I've had an ongoing self-dialogue about is... Uh, and this one will probably really make me tear up is um, since entering adulthood, some part of me, and my, I guess I would, you could say my more vulnerable moments, believes that uh, after you en- uh, enter adulthood, the selves multiply, right? So y- you start to have different selves that are a relationship self, or a, a family self, a friend's self. And... Uh, that can often feel like that gets away from you. <sighs> yeah, believe me. If I could go back, I would. And uh, just relax during that decade and really, really feel out 
those years and get to live them again. Because it would it would be me living them. One Albert. Not the many Alberts that we're talking about. And not the uh, question of whether or not an Albert is the true Albert. It's so funny, I'm watching right now the later on in 2049. Um, see how I, I love I love how that rolls off the mind, but it's actually just later on, right? Um, yeah, Blade Runner, Black Lotus. Um, yeah, anyway, there's a thing in that universe of what is real, who is the real human, you know? And I have felt sometimes very much like a, yeah, like a synthetic, you know? Like a replicant of myself. You know, spread thin across a couple of different feeds. And I just remember the 90s having that simplicity. Oh, that's the one thing you get. The one phone line, right? That everyone had to take turns. There was no uh, unending storage. There was no cloud storage. You had to really, really be considerate and careful. And I think there's just a carelessness to this era you know, and I don't want that. I don't want that anymore, certainly. Carelessness and arrogance. The arrogance that this will always be here. I've just switched it now to, to Rocco, who is a very much a kindred spirit. And he, man, let's talk about anchors, man. Anchors that, that like in the 90s, there was, it, we, it was, we were spoiled for choice, you know. We were spoiled by the fact that not only ourselves were more grounded and anchored, but there was less around to buffet us around. And uh, Rocco, love you, buddy. Just, uh, that was weird, like addressing the TV, but anyway, I love this guy. He's rad, him and his crew. Derek, I love you. Fucking Sean, I love you. <sighs> Garrett, I love you. Fucking amazing people. Johnny, Kevin Bouchon. Right? So, and basically, yeah, so they anchor me because um, that's something that I want to get to. And, uh, man, I think I, I, I think I recorded this. And, like, you know, think about um, when, like, an animal hurts itself or something, it has a special place that it goes to that it knows to go to to feel safe, like it limps to a specific corner of the house or something. And I think my corner of my house, emotionally, that I limp to when I'm feeling adrift is the 90s. And frankly, um, you know, it's, it's fine, man. Like, I have, obviously, I'm going to loop back to, like, running my life and going to work and all that, but... Thank you to anyone out there holding space. Jeez, to this, it's we went definitely into pretty, you know, heavy slash personal realms, you know, in the 40 minutes almost that we've been recording for. But uh, in those moments, um, I would, and thank you, I can, I don't know, I guess I'm thanking you. 
even though there's no real way of anyone jumping in, I guess that's how honestly intimate I, I feel with these shows is it just feels like someone's there, you know. And, uh, yeah, if someone was in that space, I wouldn't jump in and be like, well, you know, s- s- you know suck it up and, and, you know, like, that's that's in the past and, and uh, yeah, fair enough, that, you know, yeah, but, like, you know, get over it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sort of harsh their vibe about that. I would ride it out with them and I would trust, you know, I would trust. And that's the thing is um, there was a lot more trust back then. You had to trust someone to show up. <laughs> Right? You couldn't just message them. You had to be like, I'll see you at the pocket tent. You didn't have a mobile to check whether they'd show. You often would not have uh, a CD player or anything to listen to while waiting for that person. You literally showed up and you waited and the world was quieter. <laughs> and you, um, you would look at the trees and you would like look at the grass and you would sit and you would be. There would not be the constant filling of one's brain. Um, and I just I had a moment not long ago where it's actually Ray and I dialogued about it. It's very important to make sure it's like if all one thing I was doing is uh, I would sometimes even create situations around me to have stress that then when, that then that would justify like having a certain amount of like sugar or whatever food. And I always like work it off work you know work out. Well, English fail. Work out so that I burn it off or whatever. But. Um, you know, one thing is, uh, with like the nineties, is like I'm talking about the stuff of like accruing, and building, uh, you know, building up. I guess I lost my train of thought there, but maybe when I'm listening to this later, it'll be like, oh, cool, and then I'll post about it. But yeah, we can we can we'll wind it back to uh, waiting, and things being quieter around. You know. Um, And, yeah, now I just remembered, so, what it was about sugar. So, think of sugar as, like, digital interaction, right? So, one thing we do is we will find excuses to maintain a certain amount of digital, like, hand-to-phone time, like, digital engagement, digital use, using things, you know, in that realm for that reason. And, man, I just remember us touching things more. Books and you know physical stuff. Now, wow. Sorry, getting a bit heavy. Fuck it. Like I'll even mention like toys and shit. You know, fuck. Uh, you know, as a kid, there was just that. Yeah, I guess. The yo-yos, super circus. Uh, And look, fuck, I was about to give a rote, inauthentic answer, a, a, a playoff of, um, like a, like a say away answer or whatever the phrase is, which was, um, oh yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I ultimately, ultimately, I like that, I like that uh, we have, um, you know, the internet. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it, it outweighs it. And it's like, that's rote, man. Like in my fucking heart. In my fucking heart of hearts, me, 33-year-old Australian dude, right? 
fuck do you think this uh, fuck that man I, I'm I will fucking record to tape I will send fucking tapes to to, to um, what is it radio stations whatever the fucking 90s equivalent of a podcast would be I would fucking do that man I probably frankly fucking frankly let's get real I would not be doing a podcast in the 90s I would be fucking living my life and um Frankly, with the 90s, because of how connected the 90s was to, like, a certain established way of things, it just felt like another natural iteration. There was no gigantic shattering of the norm, and then this awkward rebuilding post-20, I guess I could say 2010. It's like it's like everything fucking exploded and we had to start building again, whereas from the 20s, 30s, to the 40s, to the 50s, to the 60s, to the 90s, they all felt like natural iterations, whereas when we got to the 2010s, it's like the whole fucking world exploded and everything was reset. You know? Um, because they are not even night and day, it's like fucking dark matter and matter, like completely antithetical to one another. This uh, modern age modern era rather just looking over my phone for the time make sure that you know that I don't go over because the anchor app actually caps you off at an hour and let's uh, let's talk about that um yeah I'm using this now and it's not a morning folks for the availability sure you there is VHSs out there you can if you are dedicated enough live that 90s life forever you know, you could you could uh, find blueprints for VHS and VHS tapes, and then start making them yourself. Like build and like, oh, I just need a bit of rubber, uh, and you would you would figure out everything, and you could just produce '90s shit off of blue um, blueprints forever. And then you just need electricity, and I think it's a fairly fair bet that we're gonna have electricity for the rest of known fucking, you know existence of the species i guess i think that'll you know um unless really things go do go back to this revolution you know the jj abrams series revolution where it goes back to feudal times like literally no electricity possible at all right which i would fucking welcome i just i i just yeah but anyway so it's not a morning for that it is a an existential thing of like i mean clearly there's hypocrisy going i'm, I'm using a an iPhone to record this with a, with a little microphone and uh, talking about how I don't like either of those things, technically, if we were to get to brass tasks about it. Yeah. Ray and I riff about the white guy who has nothing to complain about, and that's totally valid. In fact, that is, I go into every single fucking podcast wearing that in full knowledge that everything I'm about to say is just some fucking yet another white guy talking and believe me I guess this can just be real cast you know you know how things were like keep it real you know <laughs> that's a 90s thing so calling this episode real cast works for me yeah real cast pop Real cast, boy, boy, maybe I'll have an annual real cast or something. Okay, so again, to fucking Rocco in front of me right now, you have no idea. I'm going to get a chance. I'll probably burst into fucking tears when I meet him. Because um, when I meet the whole fucking Mega64 crew, I'll probably fucking, 
be hugging Derek so tight, I'll fucking, like, yeah, crush a rib or two, you know, tear up, ruin his shirt or whatever. Fuck it. I'll just be like, I love all of you. Because you gave me an anchor. That's why I started talking about anchors earlier. Man, okay, all right, so it's here. This is the world. What do you do? And that's the question. Is like, what do you do in a world like this? And I guess I'm podcasting, man, like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so that thing of the chronicle, it's like a, it's like something to, um, you know, set my watch to, I guess. Something to do. Since 2010, man, my entire fucking life has just been about like, okay, just find something to do. Because the world exploded in 2010. You know. The modern fucking, the birth of this modern fucking world. Yeah. The herald of that was the, the iPhone. 2007. You know. But 2010 is when it really hit. And man, let me tell you. At a certain point, I swear to fucking God, it's hard to make sure you don't get burnt up in a fire. At one point, you need to fucking pick something and go and start, like, and get out. Otherwise, you'll fucking burn to a crisp. And it's like that whole thing they say about life. It's like you get one shot. It's like, okay, this was okay. And I was honest with myself about where I was at after my army incident, which I've told people about. Left out on a firing range, September 11, 2007. No high-vis vest, no hearing protection. No bulletproof vest, no radio. Quadruple ne- whammy of negligence. They tried to keep it covered up. I wouldn't let that happen. I tried to stay in. They wouldn't move me. I left under medical leave. You know, I said what I had to say to get out. Fact is, that's whatever the fuck. You can say severity of PTSD. You can say... Hamming up, whatever, I don't give a fuck, man. There's, there are certainly times when I was worried that they didn't fucking understand me. And I had to say, well, do I have to fucking dial this up? And I I probably, like, cried a bit louder than I would have to just, like, get that fucking message across. It's like a, a child that wants to be heard, you know? But the fact is, I was on that fucking firing range, man. Right? And that's, that's the offense. Like, that's undeniable. And that's why I saw myself the fuck out of there. Because in that moment, that is how I coped with that. Was to get the fuck out of there. And to take the path I did, health-wise, you know. Yeah. Bit of a little tangent there. Um, I, that serves to illustrate um, the, you know, the stark contrast between a little 90s baby Albert and uh, adult baby Albert. <laughs> or rather, just adult Bert. And... Uh, Things like, you know, I mean, shooting accidents, things like career, things like, um, I can't include Ray in that because she's my, she's ride or die. She's in the exact same boat as me. She misses this thing like this is, and bless all kinship filled relationships. Like as I found, like she doesn't affect that at all. Like that's one thing she can rein me in. She can really, like I fucking, and you can hear it in my voice. I come alive when I think of that woman. I think. One of the primary reasons the cosmos deposited me on this fucking planet was to make that woman's life as easy as possible, as uh, stress-free and as 
toxic masculinity free and 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 dysfunctional masculinity free as possible i want to be that delivery mechanism for that experience for her and uh that's unto itself a life well well lived for me i'm not martyring the rest of myself to like you know just you know just be that and in in, in view of that frankly like if even okay you know even if Mega 64 didn't exist, I would find reasons to stick around. Of course, life is beautiful unto itself. But Mega fucking 64, who have one leg firmly in the 90s, with their Neon Genesis, with their um, Metal Gear, you know, with their, um, <laughs> even though they weren't filmed in the 90s, they certainly had a big moment. The Godfather, like he, it's like, you know, like they're old-fashioned boffins, you know, and I love them for that. And he's doing his figure review now in front of me, but, um, you know, I don't collect the figures anymore or anything other than art books, really. I don't, yes, there are no special editions, no steel books, no vinyl, nothing like that. I had to pick one thing. It's like, oh, this is the one thing I collect. Okay, art books, great. You know? And, uh, wow, what a lovely full circle back to, you know, we were talking about art books starting this thing off with James Gurney and Magic Eye, you know? So shout out to those amazing books. Maybe the thumbnail for the YouTube version of this one will simply be a um, magic eye for, you know, in that banner that I do. So so in summary, I guess, with this 90s thing is uh, there's no way to go back. We can't go back. We're going to have lots of fun, though, on, on the show. Sorry if it's like, yeah, real cast, you know, got a bit heavy there, but I love that time. We're going to have, uh, it's my fucking birthday in a couple months, November 1st. Um, I have an accord of, with myself to not go past the 75 mark, I think, health-wise, weight-wise or whatever. You better fucking believe that uh, for Halloween housewarming, shout out to... Live, pal of mine, shout out to Chloe and Rob, who are, these are just words to you guys, no context, good people all around anyway, um, fuck it, like, shout out to, um, Oliver, you know, rad human being, all these lovely people, and, and we are gonna have a fucking 90s party, man, and I mean it, so I'm gonna, yeah, end things off on a bit of a positive note. The way to cultivate and, and reconcile that sadness or whatever is is to recognize it, love it, come back to it, loop back to it, feel it fully, record a show like this, I don't know, whatever whatever thing, and then pick stuff and then move forward because um, your entire body's more moving forward through time if we're going to do a little bit of a tenet tap there of that, you know, moving backwards and forwards through time kind of thing they talk about. But... Um, Ah, it's no one. No wonder I brought up Tenet, because there's a time travel aspect there to going being able to go back. And yeah, okay, all right. But overall, this is this life. We are monodirectional beings. We're heading, all of us, careening towards one thing, and that's born to face the greatest fear of all. You know, death. And that is uh, Gujarat lyric, by the way. Shout out to the Gujarat podcast. We do good vibes. Um. So the the things that I've picked, and you know it, and all of these, all three of them have origins in the 90s, and I got real about this on the 300 cast, you know? Um, 
art media storytelling. I learned all of them in the 90s and they'll always be with me. I'll always carry them with me and um, that's what I'll be doing. Um, creating my own of each of those and then enjoying them, each of those. That, frankly, and it's also important to to be your own parent, is to come to your side and if now the 90s give you images of yourself as a kid and if your inner child has that 90s tinge to them because if that's when you were a child, that mind certainly does, come to that child's side and, and give them some solace now. Now. Please do it now. And I'm doing that right now with myself. Um, not worrying about making the cursor bigger or smaller or whatever. Um, don't think I'll bother or, yeah, I don't think I'll be putting any you know, colorful, crazy backgrounds to this one. I'll just have a static background, just the 90s podcast um, podcast art on, on YouTube and then just audio only, obviously on Amazon. Shout out to Amazon. Sorry, sorry, Anchor, my bad. Oh, yeah, obviously I had to bring up Amazon and how that's like completely changed from what it was in the 90s, which it was a bookstore or whatever. But um, And... It's so funny. You you do these things. You you feel rudder, you feel not rudderless. You feel um, um, anchorless, and then you find your anchors again. And that's that's what should, this should be. Is you is you you go back. You allow yourself to feel all of that, even adrift. And I I love that. Um, uh, I had this natural sense to to loop back to myself and loop back to the present now nostalgist is is if i grabbed it on instagram or whatever like that I might turn that into like a, know, a podcast whatever it's, it's just there I, I i love the word and um I'll, I'll certainly be using it to describe you know kindred human beings um you've got me in, in a half days uh eyes are actually shutting because i just feel very relaxed right now and um so here's the deal. Um, all 90s babies who have grown up and become, you know, 90s adults, I guess, is that I love you and that we are in this together. And if you uh, felt uh, in any sort of a way and wanted to reach out, please do. Albert Kessa, A-L-B-E-R-T-C-H-E-S-S-A at iCloud.com. It's also very likely um, that... Um, that no one will hear this and that's totally fine you know i'm fully prepared for that and that's something that's what i want to end on is um you on your eternally in the future like we're not even going to think about it because it's never going to happen a deathbed or whatever you will say to yourself like how true was i to myself that's the only question that will matter it honestly won't matter how much money you made you know in that moment you'll you'll either laugh happily or cry you know and i plan on laughing it's like this is how true i was to myself i did my little trifecta thing i did my little talks in melbourne married ray as vibes may have had kids with ray um you know made some beautiful friends and uh, it all started with this time in the 90s where it was so formative and i developed this uh relationship with the three you know art media storytelling which i'm carrying forward in my in any way i can now and whoever listens to this whatever like um if you resonate with that i'm very glad to hear that and um i'm gonna give you a gigantic fruit loops filled magic the gathering filled um uh what's a what 
yeah, Yowie's. Australian Yowie-filled hug right now. So love and light to you all. And until next time, bye for now.